Hey guys, what's going on? Um, Zab here today with Nerd Variety Podcast. Joining us right now is Hannah, uh, starting over here. Say hey, Hannah. Hello. Okay. And then joining us, like right now, just wait for it, is uh, Josh. Say hi, Josh. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> we're ready to start this. Uh, so. Uh, what what do you guys think? What are some of your favorite video game villains? Or what is what is your favorite, your top one favorite video game villain? Hannah. I was not prepared for this. Yeah. No, I totally was. Probably GLaDOS. From, I, from uh, Portal 1 or Portal 2? Portal 2? I mean, it's the same character, but yeah, Portal 2... Um, uh, and you mentioned you mentioned Handsome Jack in our conversations about this. And spoiler, I, I'm sorry, but he's a contender. He's definitely a contender. But I feel like Glados is uh, a lot better known. Um, and the source, I feel like, in terms of like internet and internet culture, and especially meme culture, she's very well known, right? And in the Portal games, I think you know have ton people make tons of references all the time they're 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 big games um but she's such an interesting like surprisingly dynamic character especially considering she's a robot yeah i agree uh, which i think makes her a lot more parts in the first one a lot more components a lot more personality traits technically you think so we we burned them all up define <laughs> these personality traits um well, there was the one that uh, there was the one that gave her like empathy or something to, so that she would stop uh, killing everybody with the deadly nerve gas, <laughs> and then um, that activated the deadly nerve gas. That's a that's a, a once we destroyed it. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say that was that's a good um, thing to add to her. Um, yeah. but no, we destroyed it. We we burnt it up. <laughs> Okay. Burnt the shit out of it. Uh, and then there was a. Uh, oh, I cursed again, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Fuck you. How dare you? You know what? That's just more. <laughs> that's more things, more sensors that I'm gonna have to put in there. Sorry. The audio. I mean, I did it first, but you did, you did. Um. Like, yeah, she had a lot of stuff, and then I like. Actually, that's one of my favorite things about the ending of Portal 1 and leading into Portal 2 is that we make her more evil, basically, <laughs> the first one, mm-hmm. by destroying all the parts that kept her okay. Yeah, yeah. I, it's been so long since I've played Portal 1. I really need to go back. Um, it's but it's it, very short. I know, I know it is. All the more reason that I should go play it. Um, but I've always enjoyed the fact that she, she's she got sort of this this dual nature to her, sort of this, I don't know, a juxtaposition, if you will, of like her being kind of like vicious and ruthless and not giving, you know, not caring at all about what happens to you. But she's also really funny and sarcastic. Um and it, it it pairs well together, and it's it's not an unheard of combination, but just the way that they did it in the games, uh, I think is really unique. She's and really really good at it. Actually, that was you brought up a point that I I had been meaning to I, I had meant to brought up I had meant to bring up. Sorry, I can't English. Um, 
but no, like there is, there's characters. What? What? I don't know. Uh, there's characters that are good because like they're smart and they're evil and you just love to hate them. Uh, and there's characters that, you know, they're just, they're well acted, they're well written and everything. Then there are characters who like they're evil, but you love them because they're, they're funny. They have great mm-hmm. lines. They have great dialogue and everything. Right. Yeah. And like they, you know, they get a lot of, especially the better villains are given more screen time, mm. you know, not necessarily because of the villain, but it's because of the writing and that they're given that, that screen time to really become memorable. Yeah. Gl- GLaDOS or GLaDOS. I, I've never known GLaDOS. Pretty sure it's GLaDOS. GLaDOS, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it like the GLAD OS? Is that why? Well, it would be, it's like, it's DOS. Glad- GLaDOS, GLaDOS, I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway. Uh, point being, <laughs> uh, you know, she has she has a lot of time. Like, she's the only one you interact with in the first one. And then she's one of, like, well, Two. they technically bring in a lot more characters, if you consider uh, Cave Johnson. And if you consider, uh, what's her other name? What's the name? Carolyn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is actually kind of GLaDOS. Gladys's thing. Why didn't I silence my phone before this? That's going to really piss me off. Because I hate getting that beep sound when I'm recording. Anyways. Um, my own fault. Yeah, you know, and then you have Wheatley, who's mm-hmm. wonderful. But also, you know, it brings me to another character that you mentioned, and I was going to mention too, who shares a lot of these qualities, uh, is Handsome Jack. Mm-hmm. You know, he's He is like... Yeah. Pretty he's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. From the Borderlands series for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, like I don't want I kinda don't want to say he's evil. I think he would but, say he's evil. Yeah. But like, you know, and it's it's tough for me because I was going through this a lot in my head today. And like, you know, if you played Borderlands the pre sequel, one thing that I think just makes his character great overall and they they did it in that that's probably one of the few things they did well in the pre-sequel um well i mean they did a lot of good a lot of stuff well but one of the things they did best in uh, the pre-sequel is they really should like because he doesn't start off as a totally sympathetic character he's clearly Mm -hmm. not like a good person (laughs) but he's he's not terrible when you start the game he's a businessman man basically he's pretty ruthless but at least he's you know he's not out to get anybody you know he's doing his job and he wants to do it well Mm -hmm. he's doing all this stuff and then he's kind of driven uh, a little bit crazy and a little bit to hate a lot of people as he goes through the game and then the end of the game well I won't spoil it because I know you haven't played it Hannah but um or Josh yeah, but I don't know that you're going to play it. Uh, I actually have the Borderlands, um, the Handsome Collection, Handsome. so it's called. Yes, I have that. I have to download it on my uh, one, and then I will. It's so good. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's it's fair that you haven't played Borderlands 2. It's only been out for, like, nine years. So. Mm, no, yeah. seven, seven years. Sorry. 
Well, you know. Um, yeah. You know, now that the Borderlands 3 is coming out soon, got to get on that train. Okay. Watch my stream. I'll be streaming Borderlands 2. I just finished one, which isn't, it doesn't have a very memorable villain. I guess the most you could say is like Commandant Steel or something. But yeah. Anyways, we're not um, but Watch Borderlands, uh, uh, pre-sequel. Borderlands 2, so uh, we'll play together. Okay, cool. Uh, for the pre-sequel, uh, you know, you really, you get that buildup of Jack and it's less that he's doing something for like an evil reason. It's just he gets kind of screwed over a lot by some of these people. And so he's kind of out for vengeance. He, you know, he has this whole experience at the end of the game. I'm not, again, I'm trying to stay away from spoilers, but he has this whole experience and then he kind of goes a bit crazy. And I think, I think kind of the common denominator that I found with villains that I really, really love is this aspect of, of just owning it. Yeah. And I think, Handsome Jack and GLaDOS both do that really well, where they're like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going to mess you up, and I'm happy about it. And, and I think that's the quality that makes them a lot of fun. And, you know, another thing that I think is great about them, you know, you say that, like, they own it, but they also, they also are pretty intent on both believing that the main character, the player character, is the bad guy is is bad like you know gladys gladys she's just like um sorry i'm gonna stumble on that all the time uh she's like oh you know you killed me uh i i mean it's okay i was just trying to help you but you know i'm just gonna keep you in here and make you test forever until you die um but i, I don't hold it against you <laughs> and then uh there's the what uh you know one of my favorite lines like the first thing she says in Borderlands, uh, in Portal 2, um, it's like, we both said some things that you're going to regret. <laughs> yeah. I like that. And then, of course, Handsome Jack is always going on about, you know, you guys are nothing but bandits and killers and thieves. You don't deserve to live. You guys are just terrible. And, you, you know, you just, you deserve to be destroyed. So tell me how yeah. you really feel. Yeah. He's... And you know he got he does develop some after events in Borderlands Two as well. Like you see more motivation for why he wants to do stuff. You know why he wants to kill them so badly. But it's it's not necessarily redeemable. But you know it's just he's he's a rather complex character, and both of them are. But they're also able to deliver a lot of that humor, which really yeah. makes them more likable. Mm-hmm which I think that's something that makes them great villains. And again, the fact that they're, they're villains that like show up throughout the game. So the game is pretty much constantly reminding you of who mm-hmm. they are and building their character and telling you why you're doing what you're doing. Whereas a lot of games, especially RPGs, if you're, you know, you're playing through something and you have like a main story or something and especially if you have to like level up there's going to be a lot of times where you'll pick up side activities and you won't even you might not even hear anything about the the villain you know the main antagonist Mm -hmm. for hours and then eventually every so often you're reminded like oh oh yeah this is who i'm going after okay i kind of forgot about that but uh, yeah josh what did you come up with 
Who who are you some of your some of your favorite villains? One of my favorite ones. Who is, is your uh, one favorite? My, my one favorite. <laughs> my one favorite would have to be the didact from Halo Four. You'll have to educate me. <laughs> like he's one that I remember, but yeah. So really. so honestly, my biggest <laughs> my biggest thing about the Halo games is uh, I don't know which one's which. I've the, played a the lot. First one of- is Combat <laughs> Evolved. The second one is Halo 2. The third one is Halo 3. The fourth one is Halo 4. And the fifth one is Halo 5. No, I'm... I mean, Actually, I, I know that's that. not entirely like... accurate. The, the first three are the <laughs> Halo trilogy. And now we're in this... I just mean, like, I've played, I've played a little bit of all of them. Um, but I can never remember, like, what gameplay and what characters go with which game. Understandable. They're I feel all like I've mostly happy. played Reach. I love Reach, but that's the that's like the only one that doesn't involve Master Chief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, continue. He's at the very end of it, but with Halo Four and the Didact, he's a very Darth Vader esque villain. He's very, you know, OP in that the Chief is usually like a lot of a lot of things separate usually separate him from fighting the, the you know the the the, um, the hierarchs the um, the the prophets in now he gets really close to he meets the villain at the, near the start of the game and the villain just you know just treats him like you know a rag doll and throws him out and just says you're an insect whatever i don't have time for you um and it goes about his plans and he's very old and methodical and he's got his hit what he wants to do planned out and she's just kind of you know trying to play catch up the whole time and he has a lot of it's like he has he's very you know he's been you know in charge for he was in charge so many years ago and he just assumes his place as as he you know was before but now he's got still got the same problems like the librarian master chief and cortana are you know you know tripping him up in in the in the present time and he just leaves a nice uh he brings a nice energy to halo to the to the new, to the new halo game it it sounds like so I I tried because I think about villains a lot. I've tried to sort of like classify them, put them into some groups, and definitely the villains that really own it and are fun, but also evil. That's that's one category. It sounds like I'm not super familiar, but it sounds like the didact is almost from this this aspect of Master Chief's finally met his match, because it sounds like there's a lot of like a, maybe almost an intellectual battle going on between them. From what from what yeah. you said, yeah, and so it's, I feel it's like a those... wrestling... <laughs> sorry, I feel like those make interesting villains just because, especially with someone like Master Chief, who tends to be really powerful, to see someone that they actually struggled to fight yeah. uh, always just introduces a lot of cool drama into a story. Mm, yeah, he's someone that he can't like for the rest of for the for the for the prophets he, and for most of his enemies in the first games he's he just has to get close and you know he can kill them mm-hmm. he has to fight, kind of work his way around there and he's there it's kind of just out of his reach this one he could you know he he, tr- he tried to attack and he immediately got sideswiped and you know psychically thrown away and he's been playing you know trying to follow and trying to stop him sabotage him the whole t- the rest of the time um yeah, he's basically fighting a kind of a force of nature in this game. It's nice to have a villain that's you know just knows what knows what knows what his plan is and mm-hmm. is very is evil, but you know he's just kind of 
or above it all, so to speak. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah again, it's, although maybe it's the way I've played Halo games, but he just kind of seemed like another kind of throwaway villain to me. But again, I didn't go into as much detail in the story. For me, it was that's those kinds of games are more mission to mission for me. Yeah. 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 yeah I think I'm the same just because. I never played them before I got married and then my husband had an Xbox and so we've played them together but I've only really gotten bits and pieces and he's tried to explain the story to me and I'm like so I need to at yeah. some point actually sit down and play them all all the way through yeah he also uh, re-rallies the covenant to him so you're basically so you're fighting his his cannon fodder and then the covenant cannon fodder that you are mm-hmm. used to fighting um again just he raises. He just brings more enemies to the fold, and you have to. It changes how you have to, how you have to how you have to play the game, and who you're fighting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, a group, in terms of a group that I I've been thinking of lately uh, that make good villains, I think, is um, or antagonists, let's say, is uh, the Templars in the Assassin's Creed games. Oh, okay. Because I love. I love the Assassin's Creed games, even though some of them have gotten a bit stale. Uh, you know, they didn't age too well, and they weren't even super gripping at the point at the t- time of release. Like, you know, I kind of appreciated the yearly release cycle for a bit. Um, they've sort of cut down on that lately, um, <clears throat> but you know, it's the the overall idea of the Templars versus the Assassins, I think is really interesting lore, really interesting story elements. Uh, and then you could also, there's a lot in the just Assassin's Creed stuff in general. They do have a lot of good, like main villains per entry as well. Uh, the most, the, the best, the best well done in my opinion uh, from any one Assassin's Creed game would be probably Haytham Kenway in Assassin's Creed 3. Uh, I don't know if either of you are familiar with Assassin's Creed, really. Uh, so about halfway what would you say, Hannah? <laughs> I said a little bit. I'm, I'm generally familiar, but not specifically. Yeah. And what did you say, Josh? Uh, I got half through. But I, yeah, I, I ran into him. You got halfway through the third one? Yes. So he's the one you play as in the first, like, three sec- uh, sequences. Um, yeah, I got... Well, as far as, like, finishing the game, I got halfway through. Okay. But yeah, he's he's great, and I think he... You know, he's very uh, logical and very kind of cold and calculating. Like, he just... Mm-hmm. He does what he, what he knows needs to be done. He's smart... And he does that because, not because he wants to do bad things or because he wants to do good things. He just does it because he's doing what he believes and what he yeah. believes needs to be done. And he's, he's smart about it. He's not too emotional. And even in that same game, you have uh, kind of the opposite villain. You have Charles Lee, who becomes, even though he's been mentored by Haytham, he becomes more emotional and very angry, and he he feels a lot of times like he does stuff almost just to be evil. Um, but you know, even like throughout all the games, there 
there's a very mixed bag when it comes to the main antagonists. Uh, like some of them, I can't even remember the names of. There's the one from Syndicate that was like Steric or something. He's played Syndicate. <laughs> yeah. What you what? I didn't play Syndicate. I was okay. just wondering. Yeah. I played through all of them, and I can't wait to do it again when you uh, play comes out and I stream them all. Uh, so that'll be a fun year. Uh, and then, so like you know that one, he's kind of forgettable uh, in Syndicate. The one in Revelations was kind of forgettable. Some of them are great, but as again in as a whole, they're again they're not really villains per se. But it's it's kind of like Star Wars to me, whereas where um, you just have, you really just have two opposing forces. You don't have good guys and bad guys. They're just two different factions. Mm -hmm. Hannah, you look like you're questioning the Star Wars thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're not good or bad. They're opposing forces. Mm. That's a topic for another time. I will debate. But they killed younglings. That's true. That is true. That is true. They both sides have done wrong in Assassin's Creed as well. <laughs> yeah, and again, like, and they in Assassin's Creed, they're actually a lot more straightforward about that too. Like the assassins, there's even a part in one of the games I think where they're just like, "Yeah, no, we're not the good guys. We kill people. We kill a lot of people. So we're not like good. We're just, you know, we're doing what we believe in. You know, we're doing what we believe needs to be done." Which what is, part of us assassins did you not get? <laughs> yeah, like you know, because the whole thing is the they both basically do the same thing, but but they want they do it like for different reasons, like the Templars, just to kind of inform you guys to to teach you guys uh, to learn you guys. Um, that's that that's better English. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Good, good word, Tony. Good word. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, they're. The Templars, like, their goal is to kind of, it's, it's order. They want order and, like, peace, but they want peace through by means of controlling people. They want to control everything so that people can't do terrible things and kill each other and all that. Um, whereas the Assassins believe that, you know, they want, I guess peace and order, but they want they want people to be free. They want people to be able to make their own choices and have free will. Because there are these like uh, pieces of Eden that are kind of the bigger one of the bigger things of uh, aspects of the franchise. And a lot of them they don't all do the same thing, but a lot of them are used to control control people. Like they have these things called the apples of Eden, and they like mind control people and make them do whatever the wielder wants. Yeah. So raise their free will, which is, you know, yeah. I can see why the Templars won't want yeah. that. So the Templars want that. And then the assassins try to get them and then kind of hide them, kind of throw them away to where nobody else can get them. So again, they're both, but you know, their, <laughs> their means of doing that is by killing all the Templars. So, and again, it's just a, a really great conflict, I think. And occasionally brings out some really fantastic villains uh, individual villains but as a whole it's just that dynamic i really love and i think they've you know every time a new assassin's creed is announced i'm really excited just to hear where that goes and then they have kind of the even bigger like 
I guess villains, it's a mystery thing with the Isu. They're like these really ancient people that uh, predate everything. And there's there's a lot of stuff going on there. I can't get into yeah. that right now, but yeah. It's so like just a lot of ancient lore and just kind of that kind of that never ending stro- struggle of, you know, you know, assassins and Templars that yeah. kind of keep drive <clears throat> excuse me, keep driving the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just it's really cool. I wanted to um I wanted to actually take us back for a minute, uh, and I want to ask you guys, because my, my husband and my little sister, when I asked them about video game villains, the first name they said was Bowser. And I was like, that wasn't even in my realm of thinking about video game villains, but I was like, that's a good point. And as far as video game villains go, uh, he's been around a long time. Yeah. Right? So, uh, why do you think he's... He's been around for so long. I'm just kind of curious what you guys think. It just kind of seems like a what? You got turtle dragon. Turtle dragon. Yeah, like he's. I guess I think at this point it's just because he's very iconic. You know, he's very iconic as Mario's villain, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I I don't know. Like he's big, (laughs) he's menacing, he's pointy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I also just think it's interesting. Because he's been around so long and because video game formats have changed so much, like if you compare the original Super Mario games to, let's say, Super Mario Odyssey, right, the changes in design and the changes in personality, like there's been so many of them, right? So it's been interesting because I feel like he's one of the few villains I could think of that you've really seen a lot of sort of iterations of. Right, certainly there's a lot of villains where you see character development, but sure. like not reimaginings. No, not character development for Bowser. I'm saying like he's kind of in a different tier because he doesn't go through a lot of character development, but still is a very different character than he once was. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that he's an interesting one, and I just felt like we had to have him in this conversation. Yeah. Well, and um, can I bring up another villain now? I was going to mention that he is also as versatile as Mario, so that works for them being, you know, add, you know, frenemies or rivals. I feel like frenemies is fair. Yeah, I mean they go, you know, they do, they do go to, they play what, they go racing together. So they play tennis, yeah, Yeah, yeah. board games. They beat up each other. Wait, they do that. And they beat up other people in the Nintendo world. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so uh, this might be a bit of a stretch, but whenever I think of Bowser, I also think of Ganon. We mentioned Ganon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's one of my favorite all-time villains because, you know, like, honestly, I, I'm a fan of mario but i have definitely not followed it as much as i have Zelda. i'm the exact other way around yeah so like with legend of zelda they're they're never really the same the same exact people that are fighting each other they're always a reincarnated version well and i think that that's interesting because isn't it actually part of the lore that it's a reincarnated version yeah that's what i'm saying Right, because yeah. 
it's, and that that makes up for a lot of differences in appearance and personality and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and there are a few other villains in uh, in Leg- uh, Legend of Zelda, but like, who really remembers them? Who who in the general gaming community actually remembers all the other villains? Like, you think Link villain? You always think you think Ganon or Ganondorf, uh, and it's just. And the way they've built it, you know, from whenever they started, because none of the games are actually chronologically in order. If you look at the release date, it it makes, like, no sense at all. Uh, which is why they... Because, you know, they... I like their approach to games. You know, it's always... Uh, they go gameplay first, and they build that, and then they kind of build on the story later. Kind of an afterthought. But they still manage to keep things pretty consistent from my understanding i yeah i'm just gonna say i haven't played near i haven't played nearly all of the legend of zelda games i've just played yeah. a lot because there, there's a lot of them yes um yeah yeah i i would try and like piece the the story together on my own but like there's so much going on and so many games there's there's youtube videos you can watch i know i, I know they're like an hour I long my game theory jacket right here uh yeah i know but I think it's interesting that they they kind of legitimize the differences in personality though with the idea of reincarnation. Yeah. Um, it's it's a clever way to kind of just do whatever they want with the characters. Yeah. Make more games, tell more stories. Yeah. And again, it's great. Like I love it because, and I love Ganon or Ganondorf, either one. I think it's mostly Ganon. I feel like Ganondorf is a more specific mm-hmm. incarnation, but. Um, yeah, I, I love him because he's like he's pretty much straight <laughs> just straight up in it for the power. And that's why he gets the uh he gets like the power triforce. The the triforce of power, whatever it's called. Um and he's chosen for that and then he always uh you know has to go for go after Link and Zelda to try to get the others, the other two pieces. And like, he, you got to admire his uh, persistence. <laughs> he's, he's nothing if not persistent in getting that. And uh, it's just I another uh, persistent villain. Um, um, Robotnik or Eggman from. Yeah, Sonic. I was going to say Eggman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy has well, one of the highest, I think he's got like a, 200 300 iq or something like that and somehow he's able to build all these complicated robots and that machine- then get destroyed by a little hedgehog really yeah, fast yeah. hedgehog or a box or an echidna or a clone of a of a, a or a rabbit or um clone of a, clone of a hedgehog <laughs> or a bat. all all those weird side characters um and he's also trapping animals into robots um, i mean what's i'm I don't know what his... He is just cruel. Yeah, he is cruel, but, but why? Is he, is he cruel for a reason? Is he, is it, does he just think that he has a... Does he just have yeah. a vision for the world? What's his vision? We'll, we'll find out in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, gosh. I definitely <laughs> feel like Sonic and, and Mario as well, I feel like those, those games have significantly less plot to unwrap compared to the Legend of Zelda games. It depends on some of the games, I guess. Like, one of my favorite Sonic games, Mm -hmm. like, growing up, 
Uh, I haven't played it in a long time now, so I can't say for sure how it holds up. But uh, was Sonic Adventure 2? Uh, I don't yeah. know if the one I had played was a different version. It was like Battle. So I, I don't know what had it, different. It, it was similar with some probably some minor changes. Yeah. But like that was one, one, of the, one of the last great Sonic games. Yeah, that had a lot of story <laughs> to it. And that's one that I, I definitely remember uh, mm-hmm. from my childhood. And it was... It it may not have been a great story. It definitely was not well acted, <laughs> but um, it had a lot going on, and it yeah. it kind of gripped me. You know, it, it made me interested in seeing what was going to happen and how everything played out. Yeah, I guess my perspective is because I I didn't have a gaming system until two thousand ten. I don't know. Shortly after the Wii came out. We the Wii was our first family gaming system. The only thing I had before that was uh, like a Super Nintendo and whatever Sega console was out of around the same time. Um, so I'm talking like significantly earlier games, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think even in those early years, the Legend of Zelda games did have more story just through the way that they were the games were presented. Mm-hmm. So at least. Early on, there. I mean, the original Super Mario's brother does not really have a story. Yeah, yeah, it's just Donkey Kong throwing. Or wait, maybe that's not Mario. Maybe that is Donkey Kong, where he's throwing barrels in. Yeah, that's Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. never mind. What about games where uh, there are games where you kill a lot of enemies, a lot of the same enemies? I'm thinking of like more of like the hordes or like the, I guess the mini bosses. That kind of that tie into a big boss. My my two the love hate relationship between the dragons in Skyrim and the necromorphs in Dead Space. I was thinking uh, about the dragons in Skyrim. Dragons can be fun, but scary in a way, but not but not like gut wrenching like the ones in necromorphs because necromorphs are they're they're yeah they yeah they're 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 bad. They get they get very bad. <laughs> yeah, and actually, you know, those were two games that I was kind of looking through today when I was trying to think of my list or some of the ones I could talk about. I've actually never completed Dead Space. Any of I them? Just, so I just I just googled Necromorph for the first time. I um I have regrets. Yeah, you should. That was bad. Um, well, now I know. Uh, I'm sorry. I want to make a bad joke, but I, uh, just keep going. Just keep going. So uh, I don't really know, like I'm familiar with the necromorphs and all that. I, but again, no spoilers, please, because I intend to finish it, at least the first one at some point. Uh, So I don't really know for sure, like who the actual villain is in the game. Um, Yeah. It's kind of a mystery that you unravel during the game, but they come, they start coming at you like, like near the beginning of each game, sooner in Dead Space 2 and 3 but they change, you know, forms and you have to figure out there's a, a specific way to kill them, but they all can, they, they like to turn the tables and shock and surprise you. Yeah. They're, no, I mean, they're fantastic. And I think that's what makes Dead Space such a fun game is because you have to kill them very creatively. Like, like you know, you I was going to say, survive. The, uh, just from what I'm seeing on the internet, Dead Space uh, visually gives me a lot of doom vibes because i i love the doom games um 
but it definitely the doom games you don't have to be creative you literally just go find a chainsaw and <laughs> actually yeah. this is a very random point something i didn't even think about um i don't even know how many people actually know this game anymore or think about it or knew it in the first place but uh randomly made me think of bullet storm that's a game that i loved i loved so much when it came out i played the crap out of it and i wanted I, to play it I think it, I think I have it on PlayStation because I think it was free at some point for uh, PlayStation Plus members. Sadly, I don't I can't afford PlayStation Plus right now, but uh, so I can't play it. But like the villain in that, it was like he wasn't necessarily great, but it was a lot of fun. I think like he was a lot of fun to interact with. Uh, the other guy that you kind of interact with, there's just a lot of the characters were fun and there's a lot of stuff to it. The game was fun itself. And it, it kind of makes me feel like, uh, like doom a lot. It, it kind of reminds me of it. It's a little more creative because you have to be like a whole thing is about being stylish in your kills in that game. <laughs> and it's just, it's one of those games that's a bit over the top ridiculous especially like with the villains and stuff as well. Yeah. Not, so not especially, but as well. And yeah. I recall it being marketed as just shooting a gun and just mowing down enemies. And, but that worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. But, uh, yeah. I had a couple um, villains that I thought of from some more obscure games. And I was like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we should talk about those just because I don't know if you guys would have any idea what I'm talking about. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> but we're, we're all like basically out of time anyway. Technically, basically. Well, and you know, when Josh, actually, when you brought up Skyrim, that was another one I wanted to jump on immediately because I started thinking about it and I was thinking, uh, what is it? Alduin? Alduin? Alduin. Yeah. Alduin. Uh, like, he wasn't a particularly, he's not a particularly memorable villain to me, but I've rare, I've only played through the story of Skyrim all the way through once. Well, yeah. It's so and easy think, to get distracted. I think that's yeah. why, right? It's because if it was a very linear game and like the final boss was Alduin, that would be one thing, but no, it's like you can beat him and then keep playing and mm -hmm. there's so much other stuff to do and you could join the Thieves Guild and the the uh, Dark Brotherhood and all this stuff, right? Yeah. So, so, so it makes Yeah, it makes individual villains and characters kind of but well you know and i was thinking about it and i'm like honestly after i stopped thinking about alduin alduin whatever as a main villain i was like you know what there are a lot better villains in that game i think like even the dlc i really i really enjoyed um you guys are gonna make me put on my glasses to read things <laughs> okay um i really enjoyed like the the dragonborn whatever his name was the the guy from the dragonborn dlc mm. um i'll have to play that again and then uh there was the the guy from the dawn guard dlc the mm. big vampire lord and yeah yeah, yeah. i He's enjoyed cool. that so there's a lot and uh Basically, video game villains are complicated. That's what I have learned when... And the ones we like are especially complicated. Yes. The complicated ones are the best. But uh, that looks like that's our time today. And uh, I keep... Wa I want to 
talk about it more because I love video game stuff. But uh, I don't know. Um, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what we do next time. So, Josh, I believe it's your time, your turn next time. Yeah. Yes. You got a topic that you want to introduce right now? Kind of set up? It's a surprise. Okay, so you haven't thought of it yet. Hey guys, sorry about that ending. We got cut short just barely, but uh, have a great uh, day today. Have a great week. I hope you're enjoying Nerd Variety Podcast. Uh, if you want to check us out more, if you haven't caught up yet, if you want to listen to some of the stuff we've been doing and continue to listen to the stuff, uh, you could hit like and subscribe on our YouTube videos. That would be great. Uh, you can also check us out on SoundCloud. Uh, we should just be Nerd Variety. And then uh, we're working on really getting uh, our iTunes uh, podcast set up soon. So I'm working on that. Uh, currently, I just haven't had a lot of time. So as soon as that gets up, we'll make sure to share it to you guys. We'll probably have a link in the description below uh, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, but again, just I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. We try to bring you something new each week. It doesn't always come together. We're still kind of learning, uh, you know, just our our place, you know, how we need to interact and everything. We're kind of building this. But any feedback you guys can provide would be fantastic. We love it. We'd love to hear from you. So just however, however you can do that. And, uh, you know, we're also thinking about getting a Patreon page, but that's not something we want to push right now necessarily so uh but again feedback is always helpful so if you want to let us know uh just yeah comment or feel free to reach out to us uh, you know i got we got an email address that you can uh forward uh send stuff to uh and a facebook page twitter uh you can check us out just about anywhere so thanks again for coming by and watching to watching us or listening to us and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you next time, guys. So just have a great week.